I've died before. It was boring. So I stood up. Hello and welcome to episode 499 of Under the Call of MS. This is going to be the second previews episode for the month of things that are coming out in the future. And I'm going to start out with a few comic reviews just to get us started off. And then we'll talk about the previews after that. That was a little quote from Warren Ellis from the dead. And we're going to start off with Justice Society of America. Number one, the new golden age from DC Comics. This goes over a huge variety of timelines we get to see batman and catwoman's daughter who's part of the new justice league who also just happens to have a variety of other characters that just happen to be sons or daughters of good or bad people and may or may not have done things in their own past. And some characters are being wiped out and eliminated. And we find out what's going on. And it's just... Yeah, this was a very fun... Reintroduction into the new... Justice Society of America and a look at the old Justice Society of America and I think they did a really well job with this one honestly if I went to went to the Black Adam movie I probably would have never even got this book but I've been getting back into the JSA stuff I read some way back in the past in my childhood, and I don't remember being into it. All the stuff I've been reading lately, I have been enjoying a lot. Uh, I want to see who the new JSA is going to be. I'm very curious of what characters they're going to end up with and what abilities they're going to possess. And just, I want to follow it. I have. No care at all for the Justice League of America, JLA. That never really interested me in the past, other than the cartoon version when I was a kid. But this this has me pull has me sucked in. Then we got the Nice House on the Lake, book eleven, which I don't know if book twelve is going to finish us off, but we get. A little more information about Walter and the gang and what's going on. We have some death that they have to deal with. Uh, And we definitely find out a little more about our interesting little Walter character. uh, Who put all our characters on this lake in wisconsin and this cabin and 
I don't think it's Wisconsin, though. There's too big of mountains for it to be Wisconsin. I think they're somewhere else. But very interesting what we're starting to find out, who had their hands in things in the past, and who has, who's going to be doing things in the possible future. So that was interesting, but I'm ready for that to end. I want to get, get us to a conclusion on that story and just finish it off. And let's see what, what happens in the future. Next up, we got Planet of the Symbiotes from Marvel Comics, number one. This is off the King in Black run. And that's basically what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a bunch of different symbiotes and finding out some information about the King in Black and who's been battling them. And we also have our Scream character in here. Uh, we go back to some history with some a certain red red-headed character evil man that ended up being linked in with the symbiote and we also got a couple other new powered up characters a certain werewolf that used to be a cop <laughs> and a certain lady that happens to have a metal arm. And we get to learn about what what they're doing in this whole thing, this whole storyline. I mean, it basically gives you stuff from the Scream run, the Ravencroft, and then the planet, the whole Null King and Black thing. It's like Null, the malicious god of the symbiotes, has launched an all-out assault on Earth, and a fractured contingent of superheroes stands as the planet's only defense. If they can't stop the advance of Null's forces, Earth will become the planet of the symbiotes. That's just... I like this. I don't think I checked out anything else from King and Black. But now I want to read the whole storyline. But I'm going to have to get it in trade form so I can get everything in order that I need. But we'll see. See what I come across in the future if I find a deal on something. And the last one we're going to talk about is Vampirella Year One. Number four. She's telling her daughter more about her history, getting into her young adult age reaching 18 and stuff and finding out more about her mother and this dravent apostle character that's hunting her and after her and hunting other people too and characters and realms but yeah this takes us into into Kind of like Vampirella's history up until she meets the new character's father. and Gets us deeper into the story, but this is done by Dynamite. Wonderful job. 
Great little history lesson. Gets you caught up on things. I enjoy it. It's a good, decent run. I'm happy I jumped on it. That's it for reviews. Now we're going to get to our previews. And hopefully we'll finish off the ones for this month. And we'll do that right after this. All right, time to get back to the goodies coming out in the future. Starting out with Hollowed Number 1 by Keen Spot Entertainment. When the bodies of affluent males males start popping up around Buffalo with their insides hollowed out, it'll take detectives Tyler and Vasquez to solve the case of the butcher. One part crime noir, one part buddy comedy, and 100% thrilling. The start of this series is going to open up an adventure that readers will be coming back to again and again. Why are the victims always smiling? How is it that no clues can ever be found at the scene of a crime? What in the fluty flakes is going on around here? All these questions and more will be answered inside the pages of The Hollowed. That's by Keen Spot Entertainment. They do a pretty good job with some of their stories that I've been following. Hunt, Kill, Repeat. Number one by Mad Cave Studios. It's Kill Bill meets Clash of the Titans in this all-new action-packed series by Mark London. When the Greek gods come to Earth to rule, society is forced to hide all forms of technology that could potentially be considered hypocrisy. However, one god, Artemis, rejects those rules and has now found solace and love in a mortal when her brethren discover her treachery, she is called to Olympus to answer for her betrayal. I got a cat down here that just happened to come back from rolling around, running around the neighborhood. I'm trying to get this thing off my hand that happened and stuck to your face. Now it's stuck to me. Yeah, I get it. You're up on me. I see that. Yes. How are you doing, Lemmy? Where have you been hiding? <laughs> but she is called to Tutu Olympus to answer for her betrayal. There are gods. Rob. <laughs> this does not make sense. There the gods rob her of her unborn child and strip away her godly powers. Now, ten years later... Artemis is on a quest to revenge, to confront her father. On a quest to revenge, to confront her father. Zeus, and discover the truth about what happened to her child. If you're into the Zeus and all those characters, Sidon, that might be for you. That's by Mad Cave Studios, by the way. I don't know if I said that. I am Iron Man. Number one by Marvel Comics. No picture, no description. 
typical Marvel every month for two months now. I guess if you get a catalog, maybe they show you ones that you can order to have descriptions, but I got to start picking up that catalog, I guess. Because everything that they're showing me through these areas are have no description and no pictures for the majority of the Marvel comics. Unless it's ongoing. Uh, next up, we got Immoral X-Men. Number one. This is by Marvel Comics. They said the mutants were humanity's future. It's 10 years later, and they were proven to be right. The X-Men exist in a world that adores and respects them. So why are they sworn to crush it? But while they do, Emma can take a few minutes out to crush Mr. Sinister. Sinister. What's up, Lammy? You're out running around, having fun. You come inside and... Now you're just going crazy. I, I gotta irritate you. I gotta climb on you. So you're doing trying to get something done. I'm not gonna allow you to do that. Yeah. Why don't you go back to bed? You were sleeping so nicely before you went and played outside. So I had used to have the immortal X-Men, now they got the immoral X-Men. <laughs> Uh, you'd think that would be a parody comic, but we have Impossible Jones one shot by Scout Comics. Impossible Jones, a thief pretending to be a hero, and Holly Days, a former hero, now a thief, join up for a girl's night out of drinking, dancing, and danger with Holly's ex Krampus. Lurking in the shadows, Imp learns that sometimes the only thing higher than being enemies is being friends. Added bonus, it's the first glimpse into the secret dark files being kept on impossible Jones and other crime fighters and criminals in New York City. I have some impossible Jones stuff, but don't think I ever checked it out. It rhymes with fun. Trade paperback by source point or with font. <laughs> Trade paperback by source point press. Bob Woodwork was the newly hired editor of the Daily Babbler. Recently arrived from New York City. New York City. And ready for a challenge. But he had not encountered, but he had not. He hadn't, uh, eyes, brain, mouth are going opposite directions. But he had not counted on that challenge involving an old flame from his troubled past. With the sudden death of Sebastian Funt, his widow was the richest woman in Man Cave, Kentucky. She set aside her mourning to step into his shoes and make her presence felt. She would show this tiny tapioca mining town what real power looked like. They would come to fear the name Margot Font, but behind her back, 
the townspeople had another name for her. It rhymes with fun. More fun if you just put the name on the cover instead of playing around it. John Claw Bam Dam fans, they have a Diamond Select action figure that you can pick up and has all the all the different knees, arms, all that. So you can set them up however you want, have them do the super splits and kickboxer forms and all that stuff. You got John Carpenter's Tales Science Fiction, the Envoy, number one. I think it's supposed to be Tales of Science Fiction, the Envoy, number one of three, by Storm King Productions. Two cutting-edge scientists, friends and rivals since college, raced to be the first to make alien contact. One finds a golden entity that offers to cure the worst earthbound diseases. Simultaneously, the other has discovered a creature that could be an alien or even a ghost. Is it two-in-one extraterrestrial contact or something more monstrous? You'll have to read it to find out. Got Junction Jones, got Impossible Jones, now we got Junction Jones. Number one by Scout Comics. In the derelict derelict slums of the multidimensional town of Junction, Mr. Nibs and Junction Jones scour the dangerous alleyways in search of illicit organic material to sell off at the local black market chop shops and transmutation garages until an anonymous tip leads them to the remains of a murdered earth hobo. The evidence they uncover on the body points to a vast government cover-up, a conspiracy of which they're now inexplicably at the center. Their first instinct, run and hide, but a suspicious maintenance team that just so happens to arrive at the same time, looking for the same body, may hamper that. In the ensuing standoff, Jones decides the best option may be a joke. Will it fall flat or land? They have a Jungle Fantasy Ivory Animalistic Set A Bag Set of 5 Comics from Boundless Comics. They also have a Set B Set of 5 Comics. There's Jurassic Park, John Hammond, Kane, Scaled Prop Replica by Factory Entertainment. It's pretty cool looking. Kane with the little, uh, what you call it, mosquito ball with the dinosaur blood on it on the top of the cane. So if you're into that series, you might enjoy that. And next up, they have a kaiju spicy ramen decal. It's basically a bowl of ramen with a kaiju creature. Looks like he's eaten from the bowl. <laughs> it's from Fun Wraps Incorporated. Then we got Kara, Guardian of Realms, number one of 11, 
by Visit 8 Entertainment. Kara, the young guardian of the unseen realm, goes on her duty to care for the creatures in the land when she accidentally meets a lonely fennec cat called Luna, whose life is being threatened by a giant beast. Kara saves Luna with her magic flute and decides to take Luna in with her. Not knowing that two time travelers from the future have just arrived in their realm. Looks like it's going to be an interesting fantasy style storyline. Then for Killer Clowns fans, they have the Killer Clowns ice cream truck. HMBR Mighty Vin figure from Venison Deutsch and Associates. With the big old clown head bouncing around on top of it. And they have a Kirby Nose Chara, two stacking figures. So you can stack all your little Kirbys on top of each other by Enski. And we have Lady Death Foe's big set of five comics by Boundless Comics. And they have a bunch. They've been coming out with tons of Lady Death uh, variety bag sets. There's Lady Dark, number one of five by Blood Moon Comics. Introducing Laura Lennox, Lady Dark. Lady Dark is a new natural, or new supernatural superhero comic book for the 21st century. It's Spawn meets Ultimate Spider-Man with a high-octane energy and balance of family drama, gothic tension, and superhero action. When an ancient mantle unexpectedly, unexpectedly falls on Laura Lennox's shoulders, she must find understanding of her newfound dark powers while facing the challenges of school, friends, and teenage drama. An international hit on Kickstarter, Lady Dark is the next great indie comic book sensation. It's created by Eric Radbon and brought to the page by a global team of top comic industry talent. It all begins here in Lady Dark number one, which I think I did see that Kickstarter. We have Last Barbarians, number one, by Image Comics. Series premiere. To be classless is a whole new low. You'd think in a fantastic world full of giants, magic, and flying fish, it would be a world of possibility. But you'd be dead wrong here. Sylv is a jack-of-all-trades. She can fight with the best of them, pick most pockets, and even cast a third-level spell or two. It's too bad for her that if you aren't a member of a guild, you are persona non grata, completely outcast from adventuring. That might be fine, except she has her disabled seven-foot-tall brother to take care of. If she can't find a job to support them both, They'll be dead in a ditch in a matter of weeks. So now her only hope is a quest from a sketchy cleric 
who promises only a true hero can save the day. Sylv has lots of skills and she'll need them all to survive this hero's journey. We have Last Comics on Earth, graphic novel by Viking Books for Young Readers. From worldwide best-selling author Max Brailier comes a full-color graphic novel spin-off series based on the number one best-selling Last Kids on Earth. Jack, Quint, June, and Dirk are about to face a challenge unlike any they've ever faced before. At their local comic book store, the kids make a startling discovery. They've read every last issue of their favorite comic, Z-Man, and no new issues are coming ever. Thanks a lot, Apocalypse. No! Our heroes have but one chance. Continue Z-Man's legacy by writing and illustrating their own comic book. Step one, knock off their beloved Z-Man and cast themselves as super rad, super goofy, superhero protectors of the mysterious city of Apocalypta. What could possibly go wrong? Just about everything. It's like you're making a whole complete new story. Why even run it off a story you loved and killing off the character? Why not just start a brand new story then? That's what I'd do. But... Legend fell number one. Adventure awaits. <clears throat> oh, that's the covers. An adventure awaits marquee cover. It's by American Mythology. Epic fantasy arrives at American Mythology. There's an evil growing inside the kingdom of Shamrock, Shadow Rock. Death has found a home in the villages outside of the castle's mountainous walls. And King Eldros has put out a call to the greatest warriors of the realm. What he gets is a disgraced noble, a freelancer, looking to repair his father's shattered legacy, a dwarf with a bad attitude, a thief looking to secure her place in the Midori, a caster, a greyheart, the last of his kind, and a boy looking to avenge his family after losing them to those who sleep below. It's sword and sorcery, the American mythology way, part terror, part magic, all adventure, can this mismatched group of adventurers learn to work together and find the one weapon that can stop this evil before the entire kingdom is lost. Join us on an epic journey into a bold new world of magic and monsters brought to you by the comic company that Miss Call Home. They have a Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, PVC statue, collector's edition for Dark Horse Comics, or by Dark Horse Comics for the Legend of Zelda fans. There's a Legends of Lucha, Fanaticos W2 Ultimo Dragon figure by Boss Fight Studios, LLC. And they have Vampir the Vampiro figure. Then we got Legion of Darkness, 4th Eagle, 
by SourcePoint Press. Three outcast warriors venture into the forest of Titoburg, the scene of one of the greatest Roman military defeats, to return a coin to the ghost of the soldier who fell in that battle. And I just take that soldier's body home and bury it in a where he wants to be buried. There's Liquid Kill, number one, by What Not Publishing. Barcelona-based illustrator and cover artist Tony Infante, Infante joins What Not Publishing with the launch of Liquid Kill. Liquid Kill follows sadist slaughtering vigilantes as they encounter pure evil in a blood-soaked cyberpunk future. Written by the creators of critically acclaimed series, It Eats What It What Feeds It. It's just another night of luxury and vice until members of Liquid Kill, a notoriously violent all-female militia, lay siege, demanding compliance or death as they gather intelligence. The adrenaline quickly floods the halls as the team eliminates all threats with ease in their search for their kidnapped leader. That is, until something is unleashed. Something hungry. If there's anyone prepared for the evils on the island, it's these fearless killers. But when the undaunted begin to falter, their foe must be truly monstrous. They have a Little Nightmares janitor minifigure from Gecko Corp, if you are a fan of that at all. And then we got Local Man, number one, by Image Comics. Series premiere, Stray Dogs creator Tony Flex teams with Revival's Tim Seeley for a series that combines rural crime noir and superhero action. Once the star recruit of a media sensation super team, third gen, Jack Xavier had it all. But when controversy sends Crossjack crawling back to his mom and dad's basement in the Midwest, Jack struggles to fit into a world he left far behind. And then the bodies start piling up. Each issue is a classic image, comics, flipbook with a lead story drawn by Flex and a superhero flashback into the depths of the image universe drawn by Seely. First issue contains 30 pages of story. Sometimes if we with the flipbooks, but I like Tim Seely's. They have a Lord of the Rings, Eye of Sauron, Metal Bottle Opener by Factory Entertainment. They got a variety of bottle openers I see this month. And we have a Lost Falls trade paperback by Dark Horse Comics. When Detective Dan- Daniel Pinchon wakes up in Lost Falls on the shores, shore with no recollection of how he got there, he struggles to piece together the events that lead him there. As he investigates the phenomenon, 
surrounding his memory loss and the town itself, he discovers horrors both human and otherwise. Collects the original digital series for the first time in print. They have Mad Balls vs. Garbage Pail Kids, Time Again, Slime Again, Number One by Dynamite Entertainment. Just when you thought it was safe to go back into the comic shop, for over three decades, Mad Balls, Garbage Pail Kids, and Garbage Pail Kids have both been known as the grossest of the gross. Co-ruling your counterculture with their pun-heavy names and subversive humor, this all-new limited series event features the first time these two delightfully crude forces have ever met. Your freaky favorites, the Mad Balls and Garbage Pail Kids, are at it again. But this time the chaos can't be confined to a single neighborhood as we trace the entire history of Madball's GPK feud. Bursting and oozing out across the ages, in this issue, at the dawn of time, the earth is ruled by furry, ape-like beast. Oh wait, that's just Kim Kong. Kim Kong. From their neighboring caves, the Crow Madballs and Neanderthal Pale Kids constantly try to one-up each other. Plus, the star-crossed crush between Hornhead and Scary Carrie triggers war between the Trojan GPK and Greek Madballs. Each issue features stories and puzzle and activity pages that invite kids to dumpster dive in and get their own hands dirty as they play alongside their favorite creepy characters. They've been putting out a lot of these GPK and Madballs books and runs, and covers are awesome. The stories didn't really pull me in. If you're a fan of them, I'm sure you'd enjoy them. They have... Madman Library Edition Volume 4 coming out of the six that are coming. So that's by Dark Horse Com- Comics if you want your Madman Averse Library. So if we ever get back to reading them, you can read along. Then they have a Mandalorian, the child snacks out on the gold launch cooler. It's like this one's a fabric lunch bag whereas the other ones are metal tins i'd rather have the metal tin one myself but what you gonna do they have a mars attacks w2 burning flesh glow action figure by super 7 media incorporated they also have destroying a dog glow figure from Mars Attacks from Super 7 Media and they also have a Invasion Begins glow reaction figure and I'm not a fan of Bust but this one I like the way they did it because you could actually imagine the bottom part of this figure behind a wall that he's that's the base of the bust this is a Marvel animated Green Goblin bust with him ready to throw one of his uh Pumpkin bombs. 
Then they have a Marvel's LS-086 Loki Frog of Thunder life-size statue by Beast Kingdom. And then they have a Marvel Zomnibus hardcover direct market by Marvel Comics if you want to get all the Marvel zombie stuff or a good portion of it. All in one book. Then I think we'll end it there and we'll get back with more stuff sometime soon. Alright, next up for goodies we got Masters of the Universe, Masterverse number one by Dark Horse Comics. In the depths of Castle Grayskull. The Sorceress and Zodiac debate the value of He-Man. To save the life of her champion, the Sorceress must take the Cosmic Enforcer on a tour of the multiverse. First, a tour across a world where a dim, barbaric He-Man bumbles through a world of annoying warrior goddesses and bored demons as he's pursued by a hungry green tiger in a tale drawn by the legendary Sergio Arganes. Then, a stop in an Eternia where the power of Grayskull summons an entirely different warrior in a horrific ghost story illustrated by Kelly Jones, written by Motu, M-O-T-U alumni Tim Seeley, with a framing story by Eddie Nunez, this is an anthology series not to be missed. A brand new anthology series featuring art oh, yeah. by a variety of people and many more. Uh, I don't know. I almost want to read that. But I just was never huge on Masters of the Universe. I did watch it back in the day when I was a kid. But they have a Men in Black Tri-Barrel Plasma Cannon Skilled Prop Replica by Factory Entertainment. I think it would be pretty cool if they came out with all the Men in Black gun, guns and weaponry. And then give you like a wall display case down the road that you could buy for it. And display them all like they have it when they... And they'd sit there and open up their cabinets or whatever, and all their little things would flip up with all their weaponry in them. Thought those were cool. But who knows? But at least now you can buy the guns to start your collection. There's Mercy Sparks, the big cover-up art book by Devil's Due Publishing. Ever wanted to flip through a book of just Mercy... Mercy Sparks art, no words, just awning or just awing at the series' best covers and pinups. Now you can with Mercy Sparks, the big cover up. This beautiful, perfect bound art book collects over 10 years of Mercy Sparks cover art and pinups by original series artist Matt Murhoff and art by the many variant artists for the series. Plus, this collectible art book features 
Brand new cover art by Mercy Sparks creator Josh Blaylock. Phone's ringing off the hook lately, and I'm trying to do things, so I'm just not answering it right now. But looking at the cover, I don't know. I don't really know who this person is. I, I'm guessing I should, but I don't know what she's drawn over the years. Looks like demon artwork of herself, maybe. I don't know. I'm not really sure. But if you know who it is and you want it, you'll be able to get it. Metaphorical, her leather, by Rocket Ship Entertainment. Or I think it's just Metaphorical, her. And it's got a leather cover. Humiliated and exiled. A poet builds an underground following within the ravenous rock scene through her enlightened poetry. Lainey Petra takes a social misstep and offends the man who holds the keys to success in her chosen field of work, poetry. Discovering an unlikely audience in the local rock scene, Lainey shows that she can build a sizing following, sizable following of outsiders that will force the poetic scene to recognize her and her work. All the while, Lainey must fend off the people who want to cage her, her friends, and hinder their ambition. One of the series' most interesting and unique features of metaphorical her lies in its Literal use of metaphor in the art, taking ideas and actions that would normally be overlooked and presenting them in a graphic detail. Yeah, I like the leather cover idea, but don't care for what's inside it. At Monarch number one by Image Comics. A new tale of terror and high-stakes science fiction hits close to home. Growing up in the city of Compton is tough enough, as it is. But as Trayvon has learned all too well, growing up as an orphan in the city of Compton with gang members hunting you down every day is even tougher. But all that is about to change because today is the day that aliens make first contact with Earth, and it only spells doom for life as we know it. Death, devastation, and mayhem. Can a single teenage boy rise to the challenge and protect his surrogate family and friends, or will he die trying? You'll have to read it to find out. As a War of the Worlds feel to me. Just by looking at it. The Monster Fun Ghoulish Gaming Special by Rebellion 2023. Welcome to the next level of Monster Fun Mayhem. Chock full of data-biting chuckles. This video game-themed issue stars all of your favorite strips, such as Kid Kong, Hell's Angel, Steel Commando, The Leopard from Lime Street, Hire a Horror, 
as well as a few new frightful faces. Boot up and get ready to overload your hard drive with the latest issue of Britain's Best Creature Comic. I think I picked up some Monster Fun special in the last couple months, or I at least seen one. Not sure if I picked it up. We have Monster Tag Team number one by American Mythology. I like the concept of the name, but we'll see if the story works with it. It's a brand new series in the vein of classic team ups and two in one comics. This is Monster Tag Team two monsters, one rampaging story, all horror in this debut issue called Wolf and Bat. Mortal mortal enemies and clashing world powers collide in an over-the-top monster battle. Monster Battle Royale. In a cold war that's gone occult, the international terror organization Warlock schemes to destroy human civilization. Faced with new, with this new breed of unstoppable sorceress criminal, West and Soviet agencies put their two best creatures on the case. Jesse Walker, a CIA-trained werewolf, and Vlad Dracul, KGB's top vampire, team up to destroy Warlock's chief magister before he can unleash Fimble Winter. On humanity, this issue comes with yeah. All right. I don't know what Fimble Winter is. Uh, you got your standard monster wolf, Wolfman, Dracula battle going on. I might get the first one because I like to see those characters collide. And we got Monster Metal Bloody Valentine one shot by Opus Comics. They we picked up the Monsters of Metal one shot a while back. The wife picked it out with the drummer cover that we talked about. And this is by Opus Comics. We enjoyed that, and we're looking forward to this. Written and direct writer written by director and visual effects artist Jason Lee Howden. And Lexi Leon, Monsters of Metal, takes iconic creatures on the road as a heavy metal band in this riotous send-off of life on tour. Like basically the monsters are coming out to the normies and it's putting a threat on the monsters' shoulders. So the old school monsters are pissed at the young school monsters all that kind of stuff. But it's enjoyable. I like the first one. Moriarty, Clockwork Empire number one by Titan Comics. In a London opium den, a monster is killed by the police with seven bullets to the body. At the Di- Diogenes Club, an investigator and his partner thwart the Machiavellian plans of a card playing automation and that evening the monster's alter eagle will come ego will come out of the hospital unscathed 
and Holmes and Watson are on the case. Let's see. I'd go for a good Sherlock Holmes style story. We have Murder World Game Over Number One, One Shot by Marvel Comics. No picture, no description, no sale. <laughs> There's Murder World Moon Knight Number One, One Shot by Marvel Comics. Under the harsh light of the moon, there is no escape, and with only a handful of contestants left, anything can happen. Murder World is a life-or-death game of treachery and tragedy brought to you by Jim Zub, Ray Fox, and illustrated by Luca Pizzari. Arcade and his schemes have been a punchline in the past, but this contest is no, no joke. Each issue ends up, er, ups the ante and... This penultimate chapter has some of the biggest twist yet. Don't miss it. Pretty sure I picked up a couple oddball murder world one shots, but I haven't got them yet. So there's Murky World by Dark Horse Comics. In a murky murky world. Togart the warrior wakes from a strange dream only to find himself in a bizarre land populated by hungry deadlings, cruel necromancers, a buxom cyclops, evil cults, and more as he sets off on a dangerous journey with his beloved horse Frix. This is the first in a series of deluxe graphic novels from Richard Corbin's library. The special edition collects the entire Murky World series in print for the first time and also features never-before-seen sketch materials. They have Nanoplayer 4.5-inch All-Star Arena Collectible Retro System by Dream Gear LLC. These things, it's... Includes fully playable versions of officially licensed Jail Cole titles, titles including Bases Loaded 1, 2, 3, and 4, Goal, Racket Attack, and Hoops, plus 200 retro bonus games. It's like, holy shit. It's like... <laughs> They're pretty cool. And I'm guessing... Because they have the Nano Player 4.5 All Star Stadium collectible, the All Star Arena collectible. These are all by Dream Gear LLC Retro System, and the Data East Hits collectible Retro System by Dream Gear. You can get yourself a ton of video games between those few systems. Then if you have, for the Nendoroid collectors, they have a Nendoroid doll pouch, Neo Coffin, and black from the Good Smile Company. And they also have a red coffin and a white coffin for your figures or for whatever you'd like to put in them. Next up, we get Nightcrawlers number one, 
by Marvel Comics. Ten years into a twisted future, Mr. Sinister unleashes his private army of assassins, the Legion of the Night. Meet Wagnerine, commanding this killer crew of brainwashed hybrids, each one a genetic mix of Nightcrawler and another one of Marvel's most murderous mutants. Mysterious forces seek to break Sinister's control over these fatal fanatics to turn them against him. But who are they and what are their true motives? Either enter Mother Righteous, a meeting of the most powerful players in the universe. So like Nightcrawler crossover characters could be kind of fun. But I don't know how long that run's going to go. So I will wait and trade it out. We have Nightmare Before Christmas classic Zero t-shirt from Mad Engine. And they have a Jack Spiral t-shirt. And uh, Jack Will See You Now t-shirt coming out from Nightmare Before Christmas and Mad Engine. Then they have a Nightmare Before Christmas Ultimates Jack's W4 Jack Skellington figure by Super 7 Media Incorporated. And a Oogie Boogie figure and a Sally figure and probably a bunch more to come. They have a one-piece wanted poster, heat change mug, and coaster set by Abyss America Incorporated. This is uh, I don't know if it's got the, yeah, it is a mug with the wanted posters on it. So, if you're one of those coffee mug collectors like my wife, you might want those. They have a few more of these different ones. Original Tamagotchi. Namechi. Cotton, the, the one that I liked was the comic book cover one. By BNTCA. So if you want to get yourself a Tamagotchi pet. And take care and feed and keep the thing alive. There's Oswald and Star Chaser. Number one of six. By Scout Comics. Torn from his training after King Feck usurped the throne, Space Knight Oswald Bretters embarks on a quest to save the Star Lord, the Star Lands. As headstrong as he is, even Oswald knows he can't restore his fallen kingdom alone. So he searches for his childhood heroes to bolster his ranks. With the watchful eye of King Feck, Omnipresent, Oswald luckily runs into All-Star Help. The mysterious mercenary Star Chaser joins his cause. But can she really be trusted? It all starts here, the adventure of a lifetime at the edge of space. There's Photonic Man of Light. Number one by Fair Square Comics LLC. All his life he was bullied and sometimes called a monster. But when hunchback Thaddeus Tanterhook becomes the flawless photo neck, the man of light, people only see the hero. 
Will his powers change the man he is inside? This is the new series you don't want to miss. Written and drawn by Kiro Toda, Photonic Manalite has achieved cult status in France where hundreds of... Yeah, we don't have to get into all that stuff. It has the charm and classic feel of X-Men, Spider-Man, and Hulk. It stars, stars a trio of outcasts ready to save the day while society rejects them. Sounds familiar? Next to Photo Nick, a stray kid who never misses a shot, Tom Thumb, and an Holocaust survivor with psychic powers, Dr. Zeigel, are going to help Thaddeus defeat major threats such as a Minotaur, as the Minotaur, buckle up and get ready to fall in love with this feel-good action series with a big heart. Oh, they have another Pico Player 3.7 inch All-Star Arena collectible retro system by Dream Gear LLC. Actually, all three of those. I don't know what the difference is. These are Pico Player. Whereas the other ones were Nano Player. The other ones were 4.5 inch. These are 3.7 inch. So I'm guessing they're the same, but just a little bit smaller, maybe? I'm not sure. But they do have all three versions in those also. Then we got A Plague of the Living Dead Wrap Covers Bag Set of Seven Comics by Avatar Press. There's a Pop Marvel Black Panther Wakanda Forever Black Panther Vinyl Figure by Funko. There's Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special Drax Vinyl Holiday Bobblehead. They have the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special Group Vinyl Bobblehead and Mantis and more, I'm sure. They have a Pop Marvel She-Hulk Purple Outfit Vinyl Figure and they have her in a dress, I believe. All dressed up, ready for court. They have Princess Bride Dread Pirate Roberts HMBR Vin Figures from Venusen Deutsch and Associates. They also have Fezzik, the giant, Inigo Montoya, and probably, I think they might have had some other ones. Rick and Morty presents Time Zoo number one by Oni Press. Rick and Morty's been doing these little a variety of new runs and one shots. Rick and Morty realized that nothing has really changed for them over the past couple of years. In fact, it seems like the world is still the same. <clears throat> Excuse me. No new music genres or movie stars or video games. And that cheese in the fridge is getting real weird. When Rick and the entire Smith family realize they're trapped in a time zoo, it's up to Summer to save the day. No, really. Summer has to save the family. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Who's Summer? Is that like 
Marty's little sister or something like that. I don't know. I haven't followed the show enough. We have Rock and Roll Hell, number one. This is by Sumerian Comics. The summer of 91. Rural Finland. The Rock and Roll Hell Open Air Metal Festival is in full swing with the American death metal band Feral Carnage. Set the headline. During their set, what is first mistaken as an elaborate pyrotechnic show turns out to be the second coming of Jesus Christ. Taking one look at the people in attendance of the show, Christ damns the festival and orders his army of heaven to smite them from his father's creation. Fueled by beer, weed, and imperious power of metal, feral carnage must summon the forces of hell to fight back. Yeah. Rogue and Gambit, Volume 2, Number 1, by Marvel Comics. No cover, no description. No sale. <laughs> they have Scooby-Doo Villains, Phantom Shadow, GITD, HMBR, Vin Figure, by Benusen Deutsch and Associates. I think they had other figures too, but that was the one that caught my eye. They have Seven Years in Darkness, number one of four, by Kex Publishing. The Academy of Black Magic has reopened its doors for the first time in 200 years. 72 children walk through the Academy doors for freshman year, but only seven will graduate and walk out alive. Their seven-year journey starts here, in this dark and sweeping fantasy epic from acclaimed comic creator Joe Schmalker. Well, if you got a chance at 65 or you are going to die, I don't think I'd go to that school. <laughs> Alright, we got Space Job, number one by Dark Horse Comics. After five long years of soul-crushing servitude as a chef's assistant, Danny Sheridan is getting his dream job in space as first officer aboard the SS George H.W. Bush. But on his first day, he finds himself crashing back to reality. Nothing seems right. The clue is subpar. Something's going on. And First Officer Danny Sheridan is going to get to the bottom of it or die trying. Good luck. We got Spider-Gwen, Shadow Clones, number one by Marvel Comics. And I'm guessing, yep, no cover, no description, no sale. We have Spider-Man Unforgiven number one, one shot by Marvel Comics. No picture, no description, no sale. They have a Spyro 2 classic Ripto's Rage 8-inch PVC statue by Dark Horse Comics. Wouldn't mind adding him to my collection. And then we got Star Trek Defiant number one by IDW Publishing. 
a brand new series comes spinning out of the hit Star Trek comic book. Someone is killing the gods. But Benjamin, Sisko's prophet's guided dealings of the higher cosmos, has led him to forget about the very real casualties on lower ground. The enemy is a man, not a god, and Worf of House Martok has put together his own crew aboard the USS Defiant in hopes of defeating the dangerous messiah behind this genocidal cult. The Dirty Dozen meets Star Trek in this new series from the creative mind of Chris Cantwell. Next up, we got time for one. Yeah, let's stop it there. We'll be back with more Star Trek sometime soon. All right, let's get back to it. Yet Star Trek Lower Decks Trade Paperback by IDW Publishing. If you've been missing this series on, oh, I think it's Discovery Plus, maybe. But don't quote me on that. But it's been a lot of fun. So if you're missing out on it, check it out. Even if you're not a Star Trek fan, because I wasn't, and I liked that one. Ansing, Ensing, Ensign, however you say that. Report to the bridge. Board the USS Ceratos for a mission to the enigmatic Vante system. As the hit Paramount, oh, it's Paramount Plus, I was wrong, <laughs> animated series comes to comics. Captain Carol Freeman leads her crew on an expedition aimed to build bridges and advance Federation technology. But she and the away team quickly suspect that the planet and its people are not all that they seem. Meanwhile, the crew in the lower decks take to the hollow deck for some much-needed recreational time, until a bloodthirsty visitor decides to join in on their games. Ken Boimler, Mariner, Tandy, and Rutherford save the ship from the likes of Dracula? I don't know, but that sounds fun to me. Uh, next up, we're going the opposite route. We're going to Star Wars. Star Wars Return of the Jedi Jabba's Palace number one, one shot by Marvel Comics. And it's got a picture, but no description. So that doesn't help. I was interested when it was a one shot, but now I'm not interested because they don't have a picture. <laughs> Cat's trying to motivate and re- resituate himself. All right, we got Stranger Things Tales from Hawkins, number one by Dark Horse Comics. On the surface, Hawkins seems like the kind of town where nothing bad could ever happen. But in the fall of 83, it is anything but safe. 
when two friends head out into the woods with their rifles and a six-pack, the would-be hunters find themselves the prey of a nightmarish beast who has claimed the wilderness around town and everything inside it, including them. I mean, isn't this the same beast in all these stories of Stranger Things? Hasn't anybody finished the beast off yet or whatever? I mean, come on, get your shit together, people. Ah, if you missed out on Stuff of Nightmares by Boom Studios, which looked like a pretty interesting run. I think some people reviewed it on Crimson Color Comic Club, but they have the trade paperback out now that collects the, all four issues. They have a Superama, Marvel Black Panther by Vibranium Glow Suit, PX Diorama by Loyal Subjects. Which I'm guessing the suit and the background might have some glow effect to it, but I can't really tell by looking at it. But it's a pretty cool statue. This everybody needs hanging in their window. Uh, Star Wars Jar Jar Binks Passenger Window Decal by Fan Wraps Incorporated with this big old goofy tongue hanging out. Then we have Tales from Nottingham, number one, by Mad Cave Studios. Tales from Nottingham explores untold stories from the twisted universe of Nottingham, including the secret origins of Robin Hood and the Merry Men, Marion's violent past, Aya of Hashashin's first kill, and an ordeal that will shake Friar Tuck to his core? Never before seen mis- mysteries confront Emerald or Everald or Everbar Everard Blackthorn, the Sheriff of Nottingham, culminating in an investigation that will lead directly into the climactic events of Nottingham Volume 3. Well, I don't know. They use a lot of weird names in that run. That would be irritating for me to read that one. They have Tales of Terror Quarterly Valentine's Day Special by Xenoscope Entertainment. 72 pages of content. Can you feel it? Love is in the air. And what better way to celebrate than with four horrifying tales Guaranteed to make your hot blood run cold. Featuring love potions, serial killers, renegade cupids, and a dating app from hell, this is one Valentine's Day gift that will be definitely kept on giving. They have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Best of Krang, number one. One shot by IDW Publishing to go with the Best of series. They have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Best of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Collection Volume 3 trade paperback. So uh, I don't know if that's using the best of best ofs and then they're doing them again in a group format. I have no idea. It's confusing. They have a L- Lone Ranger Tin Tote Lunchbox by Factory Entertainment. 
They have They Live W2 female female ghoul glow reaction figure by Super 7 Media Incorporated. And they have the W2 male. They have Tokyo Ghoul Bloody Masquerade board game. If you're a fan of the Tokyo Ghoul, this is by Japanime. Japanime. Next up, we got Torrent number one. This is by Image Comics. Uh, let's see here. The team who brought you the clinically, um, we don't care about that, comes a brand new superhero universe. Michelle Metcalf is the world's most happy-go-lucky hero. Cracker Jack. Until tragedy forces her to cross the line from hero to vigilante. Doesn't give us much of a description, though, so. Can't put that on the list if I don't know what it's really about. We got Tower number one of five by a wave, wave blue rope. A Wave Blue World. Real-life contestants battle it out in this video game-style competition to the fir- to be the first to reach the top of the tower. Working together, Cassandra, Kimmy, and Na- Mac navigate their way through deadly traps, find new weapons to power up, and activate their personal animal assistance. But loyalties will be tested as only one can become the ultimate champion. Doesn't matter who's champion as long as you work together. They have a Tremors Tin Tote by Factory Entertainment. Which that one might end up in my cart. And then we have Trident of Oriella. Number one by Battle Quest Comics. From the mind of two-time 2022 Hugo Award-winning Lee Moyer comes a new fantasy adventure that takes place below the sea. A long-abandoned trident calls out to a drowning woman named Oriana. As she grabs the trident, Oriana's life and the lives of those both above and below the waves will change forever. We have a Universal Monsters Fossilized Creature Hand Prop Replica by Factory Entertainment. If you want to get yourself a hand that looks kind of like a skeleton hand. When I was thinking creature prop, I was thinking Frankenstein. But this is... It was unearthed at the start of 1954's The Creature from the Black Lagoon. So yeah, uh, that's why I was off. They have a Vampire Macabre Halloween special one shot. This is a signed edition sketch cover. Asylum Press brings you a horrific, bloodthirsty collection of all-new vampire tales, featuring an international cast of artistic talent, signed by creator, creator and writer-artist Frank Forte. Comes bagged and boarded with Certificate of Authenticity, a must for all vampire fans. That was an enjoyable little 
collaboration of stories that we reviewed in the past. Uh, they have a Vampire's Blood one-shot. Signed edition by Asylum Press. So they're coming out with all these signed or uh, art covers and all that stuff. They are nice for the collectors out there. They also have another Vampire's Blood. Bloodshot one-shot cover B signed edition. Then we got Van Helsing Annual Sins of the Father by Xenoscope Entertainment. Haunted and hounded by the remnants of her family's monstrous legacy, Liza Van Helsing searches for the one responsible for bringing these new enemies to light, and she has finally found the answer in another family, with its own monstrous legacy, that wishes nothing less than the end of the Van Helsing line. Well, aren't they dicks? <laughs> And we got War Party number 0 of 7 by Rampart Press. Chronicles Diani's History in Florida, the Spanish quest for the Fountain of Youth, and the origin of her shape-shifting powers, supplement to the War Party mini miniseries. So I guess you're going to want this if you're part of the War Party following we have where monsters lie number one by dark horse comics haven't you always wondered what slasher monsters the masked home invasion family the mindless unkillable monster the serial killer trapped in a doll what they do for those couple of years in between their murder sprees they're at wilmhurst a gated community in the middle of nowhere where they relax or try to until they get the call to go out and kill again. Connor Hayes survives his first slasher in summer camp. A handful of years later, he barely escaped a psychopath who built torture puzzles for his victims. Since then, he's been training and planning for running into these creatures again. He's a respected special agent, and now he knows where the monsters lie, and he's planning for war. The latest creator-owned series from I Hate This Place's Kyle Starks. Which, that run was interesting. This might be interesting also. But I think I'll probably trade it out. We have Winter Ember number zero by Ego, Man Ego Manga. Never heard of that one company before. Arthur Artorius lives a carefree aristocratic life in the Victorian age until a foreboding message from his father triggers a tragic event that forever changes everything for him and his family. Eight years later, thought to be dead, Arthur returns as a deadly assassin to seek answers and pursue revenge. Winter Ember is based on a top-rated top video game for Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, and Steam. 
I've never played it, so I couldn't tell you much about it. But I know you're whiny. I'm almost done. So let me finish these last couple, and we'll go upstairs. Cats can be a pain. We got World of Archie Jumbo Comics Digest, number 127 by Archie Comics. Three brand new stories. First, in This Means War, two students from Central High have defaced the Riverdale Ram, but they've made it look like it was students from Midvale. Superintendent Howitzer takes this as a sign to go to war with Midvale in the form of sports and academic competitions. Dilton and Stacy are the scholastic standouts while Trev, Reggie, and Archie face off against Midville students in basketball. Which high school will come out the winner? Then, in Commando and Conquer, Archie's signed up the guys for a boot camp exercise program to prep for beach season. Unfortunately, I got the hiccups. Unfortunately, he missed that it's run by Captain Commando, who promises to make them into the next generation of boy buddies. Can the guys keep up with the captain's military-grade workouts? Finally, in snapshot decision, Jughead is taking a photojournalism class from Paul Patton. When they're ambushed by a supervillain who's mad that Paul did an unflattering expose about them, it's time for Paul Patton to don his costume as the fox and save the day. But will this change Jughead's mind about his passion for photojournalism, or will it make him want to spring into action? You'll have to read it to find out. Almost done here, Lems. I got a Christmas vacation, Clark Griswold, talking plush that everybody needs from Jack's Pacific. And that looks like it for this month's catalog. So we're going to end it there. Check out Crimson Cull Comic Club. Under the Cull, under the Cull of MS in audio and video format. And we'll get back together, or back to you again sometime soon with some other goodies in the future. So take care, have fun, and buy something you can enjoy.